Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-565. Thanks for tuning in to Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday with Mary Brotherton. On Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern, Mary and her guests share manifest success stories and tips for how you can learn to create the life you've always wanted. Jillian Harris is with us the second Monday of each month. The Conscious Cougar herself and our generous sponsor will join the show. You don't want to miss Jillian's dynamic personality and manifesting knowledge. Now grab a pen and paper for Mary's phone number, then just call her with your questions about manifesting and the law of attraction. Here's that number, area code 516-418-5651. Don't be shy. Well, good morning, everybody. It's October 2nd, and I had all kinds of stuff planned for today, and I'm going to switch things up a little bit, I think. Um. Because, of course, I started this show out with my Go With Angels show, and then I realized as it was talk, as Tony was talking, that today is Monday. So even my, um, my podcasts are having personality conflicts. So with that, I want to open the lines. I have a caller already, and I want to see who is calling, see if we can get a little dialogue going there. And then if I have time, I will continue with what I had planned. So let's see who's on the line. Hello there. Hi, it's Dion. Hey, girlfriend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm always available to talk about angels. So what's been going on? You got angels in your life right now? Um, I think I do. I but I did have to realize that not everybody is an angel just because you run into them somewhere. Like, oh, I, that my is most, so true. Yeah, my most recent lesson was that there's people that are walking around the earth that have different, like, energy that's, like, not angelic. So, like, I'm an earth angel, and I have to seek out the other earth angels, but only by asking them to show themselves to me so it's not that hard. Get what I'm saying though? Yeah. So yeah. A lot of a lot of people who they 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 um they wear the clothes, they wear the badge, they love to tell everybody who they are, but they're not as they appear. You know what I'm saying? And then you've got other people. Huh? Yeah, you got other people. You just have to, like, I've been trying to figure out, like, who's an earth angel, who's a a human being, who, you get what I'm saying? Like, be discerning. I I know that um, somebody, I remember reading somewhere that somebody said there are no earth angels. Well, 
I think that there are people that work with the angels. They may not even know it. Those are the people I consider earth angels that are they're doing the work for the angels or with the angels, and um, they're just doing what they have to do because that's they can't not. You know, that's part of their mission, to work with the angels and to help other humans. And whether they're actual angels at this moment in time or not, it's not my job to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Light, light workers, light workers. Exactly. And I think a light worker is an earth angel. But there are some people who dispute that. They say that you, you're either an angel or you're not. And, of course, those are the same people who will not believe how many angels there are. But that's okay. They're all, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And my opinion is we have hundreds, if not thousands of angels around us at any given time. And, you know, it's really funny because sometimes I see or sense my angels lined up behind me. Do you remember the, um, the Chinese emperor who had a terracotta army buried with him. It was an entire no, army. Oh, it was, it, let me see if I can look him up real fast. Um, yeah. Okay. Emperor. I don't know if I can read his name or not. Um <laughs> It's a collection of terracotta sculptures depicting the armies of Qin Shi Huang. He was the first emperor of China. It's what they call funerary art, and it was buried with him in about the year 2009 B.C. And the purpose was to protect him in his afterlife. Um. It's displayed in a live museum that's built right on the site down in, somewhere in China. Uh, and there are replicants of it throughout, you know, in other museums. But it was, um, let me see if I can find out how many uh, um, members there are. And I believe they were all life-size statues. Um, okay, let me read this. The Terracotta Army of Jean a.k.a. terracotta warriors and horses, is a super large collection of life-size terracotta sculptures in battle formations reproducing the mega imperial guard troops of this emperor. Um, He was the first unified, the emperor of the first unified dynasty of imperial China. Uh, It's considered a world heritage site from UNESCO. And let's see if it tells me how many. Uh, I'll, I'll get there eventually. But um, so he was protecting his frequency going forward, right? Because yes, death yes. is departed, earth ascended to heaven, and then we go into another frequency. So it was the protection of the frequency from the earthlings. 
Because that's what I'm trying to say in a way is like there's people on earth that are, um, I don't know what to call them, entities that are less than serving. And um, that's what empaths come in to assist with the damage that is done by the, the dark entities, right? Or I'm... That's what well, I think yeah, and, and and this this emperor, the the site was discovered in 1974, but it was built or or constructed more than 2,200 years ago. The, the it has like pits that where these soldiers are standing up in formation like they're marching. There are eight thousand. And each one is different. They have generals, officers, and soldiers. The horses and chariots. Everything is made out of clay. Everything is out of terracotta. Um, I don't know how many artisans they had working on this. But it's just, when you look at what they've done is they've erected a a building around this site that's been uncovered earth is buried so they the building is probably at eye level i'm not sure um but there were eight thousand different unique warriors plus the you know there were other things as well Uh, a couple of farmers found it they just discovered it they were doing some work and they found these clay figures and brought it to the attention of um what do you call them, archaeologists. But what what surprised me is these soldiers are taller than our modern-day people. So the tallest one's about uh, two meters, which is, well, how tall is two meters? Um, It's a little over eight feet, I think. Wow. Let Let me look it up real fast. Oh, it's six and a half feet tall. Okay, so they're not that tall. Uh, but they're they're over six feet tall. And it's definitely taller than most modern Chinese people. So they're thinking... Yeah, that's like that an NBA player. Right. They're thinking that uh, during the period, the major form of battle was close combat. So you needed tall, strong warriors. But because these are so impressive, they're thinking that that was to to ward off the um, you know evil spirits. Basically, it's eleven eleven, and that's a portal to the angels. Just saying. Yes, it is. I, that's why I picked this time for my show because every time, every day that I do it, eleven eleven is coming when I'm actually talking to people. Oh, I thought the horses and chariots were out of um, terracotta, but they're made out of bronze. Ooh. Yeah. Bronze. Bronze. So, um, I mean, there's a website called Travel China Guide, and it's got the, you know, you can just look up Terracotta Army, and there's lots of information where they were um, built, how they were built, and things like that. 
that's really unique. Thanks for telling me that. I have not heard that before. Just when you think you know so much about angels, bingham, there comes another, yeah. you know, another confirmation to go and check it out for yourself. If you know you explore, like you know, tour, like do tourist attractions and stuff. Thank you for mentioning that. But there's there's a. Um, I know you don't live in the area anymore, but in Cocoa Beach, there's a museum called. Um, I think the title of it is the dinosaur store and our ancient. Oh, I don't remember now. I've, I've lost. I haven't seen it in a minute. Let me go look that one up. Um, but it's. Um, they have a replica of, oh, maybe 20 or 30 of these soldiers and seeing it, it's called, just called the dinosaur store. Um, but it's a museum yeah, of dinosaurs. Yes. And, um, they have ancient cultures in there, and they have this, the upstairs museum part is absolutely fabulous. They have, and a lot of what they have is actual artifacts, but they also have a lot of replicas. But they have a re- replica of King Tut's tomb, and they have a replica of this tomb of the terracotta soldiers, and um, they've got, oh, so many dinosaurs. It blows my mind when I go in there and look at it. But the, the ancient cultures is really, I think, my favorite because they have some, um, the way, okay, I'm looking at their picture. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, about 15 actual terracotta soldiers. But behind it, they have a, like a, their wall painted to look like what you would see. So it looks like you've got the soldiers actually coming out of the grave. It's kind of cool. Um, but they have uh, the pre-Columbian artifacts from Costa Rica and Central America and just amazing place to visit, um, to learn, you know, just an opportunity to learn more stuff. So thank um, you for sharing that. You're welcome. I, I'm going to actually um, talk a little bit more. I'm going to uh, actually. I had prepared a uh, thing to read about how to harness the power of angels to help you manifest. Um, and you know, we use the word manifest because that's kind of a trending word that most people understand. But when I think of manifesting, I'm talking about being a co-creator working alongside the angels and and others um and i know you've listened to the show long enough but a lot of people might come back and listen to it later they don't know when i say gus that i'm talking about god and or the universe and or spirit and or source you know it's basically all in a name i know you know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But we we have a common entity that has goes by several different names. That was you know with you and your precious little dog. Um, and how's he doing, by the way? Cupid, Cupid's doing Cupid. good. I started feeding him, um, and that's an angel too, right? He's a cherub angel. I started feeding him. Uh, two egg yolks 
every other day just so he could get the uh-huh. fat back into him. And, um, yeah, he's doing great, thank God. Um, do, you, go, do you cook the egg yolks? Do you give them to him raw? No, I cook them. No raw. Okay. I cook them. And I still give him, like, his kibble and his vegetables and stuff, but he was getting really skinny. Thank you for asking about him. Um, and, yeah, he's he's doing great, thank God. Uh, I was really worried about him for a while. It's just that heat down in Florida was just making us, like, sick. We didn't have, you know... Yeah, I had the apartment down the street from the dinosaur store, but I never was able to use it. So, um, luckily, we, after we were able to get the new place, he was able to settle in and stuff like that. But when when you talk about manifesting, it's similar to prayer. But I think where people get caught up, and I know I can only talk for myself, speak for myself, where I was caught up for a long time was, like, I have to remember I'm like a magnet. So anything that I think about, I'm drawing to me because I'm a walking magnet. Yes. And people, are. places, and things. Some some of us are more magnetic than others, I, I would say. Um, but you're absolutely right. What you put out is what you get back. What you think about, you know, thoughts become things. And... Um, my mother, and she raised me and my seven siblings in church. So we didn't talk about manifesting. We talked about praying and receiving miracles. And there's no difference. It's just, okay, remember I, I, I was just talking about Gus? I also say, dude, sometimes I'll get in this mood and I'll be like, hey, dude, let's go sit down and talk for a minute. That's my way of saying, I'm going to go pray. And, um, you know, I, I do this because that's my personality. My son refers to God as Bob and Todd. He says they're two aliens. They're twin aliens or something. But it doesn't matter what you call, whether it's he, she, it, they, them. You know, there is no gender in heaven. And and heaven can be right here on earth. You think that way because your mind is vast and open and other people have been, have, have been brought up in a certain belief system. So somebody who isn't familiar with the belief system that you're a part of, that many people are a part of with spirituality, they can get caught, they can get hung up pretty quickly and thrown off task when it comes to manifesting because they they don't want to go against what they what their belief system and what they're exactly. taught what they've been taught well um, they're scared so, they're, they are afraid that if and and i can tell you for myself i have felt this way in years ago if i'm this powerful what can't I do? And the answer always came back was exactly. And, and you know, I'm thinking, but I can, I can create this. I can change that. And the beautiful thing is 
those of us who are light workers know that we can't do any harm. We will not do any harm. Therefore, whatever we do is going to be for the best and greatest good there is. So we just, you know, we just go and, and make our magic. Um, but you're right. We we do sometimes self sabotage, and that oh, <laughs> that was a big one. I had to learn. <laughs> oh wow. Well, you oh, know, God. I am I am writing my third book, right? And, and it my, well, this this is my third this is my third angel book. I have lots more out there that I've got to get done, but this is my third angel book. And this one, they were just like literally going, get it done, get it done. And the beautiful thing, the first angel book I've had worked, I've been working on for 40 years. The second angel book I never thought of before I thought of it, you know, just recently. Um, And this last book, which is called a journey with angels. I, that was not on my radar ever, ever, ever. And then all of a sudden one day it was like, oh, I have to do this because if I don't do this, I'm going to, you know, they won't shut up. And what blows my mind is a lot of what I've been talking about in this book has to do with releasing, letting it go. And surrendering. Surrendering, absolutely. Because, um, you know, like, I was talking to this lady at church about weight loss, you know, and she was struggling with it. And I told her, why don't you call weight releasing? Because when you use the word loss, there's so much pain associated with loss, at yeah. least for me, you know? Oh, absolutely. And so, like, instead of instead of like letting it go all the time because for me that was painful because i had to let a lot of things go that i didn't want to like i was crying when i had to give up my my nightstands and i was crying when i had to give up my lamps so instead surrendering it to the universe knowing that i was that god or god's source energy was going to provide for it again brought me more comfort because loss is such a trigger word for me for me you know I I have heard for years, Mary, you just got to let that go. In fact, I used to have a little um, picture on my cell phone of a butterfly tied to a rock. And it said, you got to let that shit go. Because people don't, you know, we want to hold on to our stuff. We want to hang on to everything, whether it serves us or not. But I, I've had several energy workers, uh, light workers, I'll just say, tell me, Mary, you've got to release the past. You've got to let go. You've got to move on. I'm like, well, what exactly am I supposed to do? How does that work? Oh, I don't know. And then, you know, of course, the, the Frozen movie came out with that song, let it go, let it go. You know, okay, fine, let it go. But what does that mean? How do I do it? And I wrote this in the back of my book because throughout the book, I put a, a little asterisk symbol next to references. The book that I'm working on I'm right sorry. now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was one that you already produced. Okay. 
No, it, it's the one that I'm, I'm working on. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm on the final stages, and I expect to have it to a printer this week. Of course, but when I say things like that, so many. Well, books. last week oh, I lost sorry. all. Honey, last week I lost all use of my computer, and um, there was a whole week I couldn't do any work. And oh, trust me, the letting it go came in so hard because. I had to go, what am I supposed to do now? Well, go clean a toilet. Go do the laundry. Go plan your meal for dinner tonight. Whatever. You know, there's lots of things you can do. You don't have to do everything the same way every day. But that's hard for people like me to let it go and say, this is out of my control. So, when I noticed that this was coming up in the book a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, because certain angels work specifically with releasing certain things. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm not going to be the only person who doesn't know how to do this. So that, and that's what I've been working on this past week. I finally got the book printed out uh, at home so I could review it. And as I was doing that, that helped me spend my time away from the computer, but it also helped me see things I didn't see while I was in it. So I remembered that there was a man who works, he volunteers with Be Unique. His name is Michael, and he is he has an organization or a, a company called Spirit Rising. And he had posted something that I then turned around and published in Be Unique, which really made all the difference in my ability to let things go, release them and surrender them. He said, if it's no longer serving you, then it's as simple as taking out the garbage. Because he asked this one question, which made me go, what? When you take your trash out to the bin to be collected, how often do you go back to check on it? At night, are you going to be constantly, think about it, but that's what we do in our heads. You know, I got this nightstand. I love this nightstand. I don't want to let it go. I don't want to release it. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to lose it. And then you give it away or sell it or put it on the curb or whatever it is you do. And then you think about it over and over and over. I can't tell you what I put in my garbage last week. Why should I have that garbage in my head? So I started just letting it go. And I consider the angels are the garbage collectors in my memory and in my head. So I give them these things to to take out and collect. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. And it has made such a difference in my life. You a question how do you utilize the angels to protect you from unwanted energy energy attachments because if we're if we're manifesting like i always say you know whatever is in my highest and best but i forget sometimes and like this morning i was you know like praying to archangel michael but what do you normally do on a daily basis to protect yourself from having the, you know, negative influences come in and tempt you? 
or attached to your energy field. Because when you're manifesting, I feel like you have to be very, like sometimes you have to be specific. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you do. Do you know specific. what I mean? Or? Okay. You do. I mean, if you want to manifest um, a pair of shoes, you better, I mean, I, I remember um, when I first started manifesting with other people, about five years ago, uh, was with Jennifer from Be Unique and her daughter, Anna. And Anna was getting ready to go to Japan to work. And she was leaving in, I want to say it was in October. It might have been September, but it was hot. You know how hot Florida is. So she, she was in, you know, we were in Florida together and, um, we had just gone to, I think it was a meditation together. I forget what, it was something that we had done together on a spiritual level. We got in the car and said, well, let's go to lunch. And Anna said, mom, do you care? Do you mind for Mary, both of you, is it, would you mind before we go to lunch? Could we stop by a shoe store? I really, really need to buy myself a pair of boots so that I can pack them to take to Japan. And my first thought was, well, why don't you buy your boots in Japan? But before I could even express that, she said, because, you know, they don't sell shoes in my size over there. I said, what size are you? She said, eight and a half. I'm like, oh, my God, I would never buy a shoe in my size 12 over in Japan. She said, oh, no, no, you couldn't even buy men's shoes in that size. So. She said, I have to have a pair of boots because I'm going to be there in the winter and it's very cold. I'll be walking in the snow. So I need at least one pair of boots before I go. And I said, okay, well, hold on a minute. And so her mom was like, well, we'll just, if you don't mind, Mary, before we go to lunch, we'll go hit up a couple of stores. I said, well, before we do that, hold on. I've got my, my manifest journal here with me right now. Give me five minutes. It didn't take me that long. But I wrote in the journal, Anna finds the boots she needs in her size on sale in the first store we stop at. And thank you, Gus. So I wrote it and I read it out and Jennifer said, well, let's go. And Anna said, well, where are you going? She said, oh, it doesn't matter. Mary's already determined that we're going to find your boots in your size on sale at the very first store we stop at. So she turned into a shopping plaza, and there were two shoe stores almost side by side. Both of them had buy one, get one free boots signs in the window. And Anna said, well, if... Um, You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. But Anna said, well, if I don't find something I like in this store, then we'll go to the next store. And Jennifer laughed. She said, Mary's already said what it's going to be. You're going to find exactly what you want. Now, she must have gone through about eight different shoes or boots, trying them on for comfort. And she went back to the very first pair Every time she said, I really like these. They're a little more expensive than I wanted. And she said, but 
there buy one get one i think it might have been half off uh, or uh, but it, it was something like that and um she said this way i can afford to buy two and then when i get over over to japan i can sell a pair to another big-footed american and i'll have my money back and, and we, it took about maybe 20 to 30 minutes for her to make up her mind and that was it we went to lunch after that and um, it was just, it was really fun. That, that to me is one of the more not so, I mean, to me, it's, it might be trivial, but it's not because it's a very physical, tangible, tangible way of proving what you have, you know, what you can get. And it, it's okay, all so a matter like of, for, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just a matter of believing and having the faith in it. Okay, so I I have to come back down to Florida. <laughs> but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun, okay? I I'm coming back down to Florida to get my stuff out of storage cuz it's uh-huh. it's down in storage and my friend Kathleen's going to come with me and help me. So I just tell me how I would write that. I'm going to do it right now. And I'll send you a picture of it, and then I'll send you the results. Just so I got it right. I just want to do a little practice with you. Tell, tell me what I it say. is. What? Tell me again. So I have my my storage is in Florida, and my friend Kathleen's going to come with me. So like I, we, she's going to fly here. I'm going to rent a truck. I got to go down there. I got to get it, and then bring it back. But I have to manifest like the money to do that, the gas, the truck. I have to manifest the road trip to get my stuff out of storage. Where's Kathleen coming from? New York. Okay. Um, let me let me think for just a minute here while I compose it in my head, and I'm, I'm going to write it down. Um, Okay, I think I got it in my head almost. How about um Oh, hold on. I'm I'm it's it's flowing here. Hello. Um, As I'm writing, more words are coming that just really make more sense to me. Tell me if this works for you. Kathleen and I have a successful, fun road trip where I easily afford to pick up my possessions with grace. Ooh. I, you know what, I just, thank you for that. I just emailed myself uh, the link of the show. So I could go back and re-listen to it so I could use this formula. Because this is what I call creating magic. Now I'll be able to use this formula for anything I want to manifest this easily. I love that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can, you know, you can turn those words around. Um, 
I mean, basically, all you have to do is, is state it in the present tense with very positive language. Because, see, I could have said stress-free, but stress is in there. You don't want to attract any kind of stress. And you don't want to say uh, a big a bunch of stuff about where I have enough money. So you, you say, I have a successful, fun road trip where I can easily afford to pick up my possessions with grace. You always want to add uh, the, you know, the gracefulness and the, the positivity in there. And allow and always always remember grace, to say, right? say that again. Allowing it is the grace. Yes, allowing it, not forcing it. Um, and, and you know, if if something happens, whatever you know, stuff happens, and Kathleen calls you and says, "I can't make it this week." Say, "Oh, not a problem." Because next week or next month is going to be exactly the right time. Or somebody exactly else will pop in. I'm sorry, I was, I was speaking over you. I didn't mean to do that. Or somebody else would pop in. Exactly. Whatever, whenever something, uh, case in point, I want to do... Um, you know, we're doing the Metafest in November. We're, we're trying to do it every four months. Well, four months from November would be March. But the mall is already all booked up in March. So the woman had asked me what I want to do April. And my first thought was, no, I'm not doing April. I can't wait that. You know, that's five months from now. But that's exactly when it needs to be. Because I don't know why, but it doesn't matter why. And you oh, know, uh, that's and that, a law of substitution. Right. Things happen, and I have been seeing this more and more. Than, and this is something that I do talk about in my book, um, about how when you open yourself up to work with angels, you're going to see them or sense their presence more often. And I know you had asked me a question that I, we got off of the subject, and I did want to answer it. You asked me, how did I prepare myself? And, you know, it's not something I have to do daily. That This is something that I have learned, at least for me. A lot of people do major rituals on a daily basis to ground themselves and protect themselves before I even knew about angels um, other than from what I read in the Bible. You know, oh, angels exist. There's only a few of them and they have nothing to do with me was the way I was in my early adulthood. Um, But I remember... I was living in Atlanta at the time, and Curtis, who's now my husband, had been stopped for an out of an expired license tag on his car, 
and it was also an out-of-state license tag. Well, when they stopped him, they ended up arresting him because they said that he had an outstanding warrant for his arrest for um, child support, which he knew his child support had been all caught up. So I, I knew it was on a Friday afternoon, and he called me to say, I'm on my way home, um, start dinner kind of thing. Fridays just meant I put a pizza in the oven. And um, for whatever reason, I wasn't working that day. So I started the dinner, and um, it finished, and he wasn't home. And I tried calling him to say, your pizza's getting cold and didn't do any good. I you know he, I couldn't get him to answer his phone. And this went on for many hours. And then I started getting worried. Well, this this is where this is where I learned over time how things work because I shouldn't have been worried, um, but I was. So I I actually called morgues, hospitals, police departments, anything that I could think of. And in Atlanta, there's a lot of those, and nobody'd heard of him. Nobody knew his name. Nobody had him in their system. Well, I didn't realize how long it takes to to do things. You know, the paperwork is insane. But I was worrying because I had all this garbage in my head. I should have just taken this garbage out, thrown it out, and said, angels, take care of it. I had a very wise young man one time tell me that if somebody is in a wreck, the police will call you. If somebody is dead, the police will call you. If somebody is in jail, the police will call you. Don't fret because there's nothing my fretting and worrying could do but make me insane, which it pretty much did. So about 4 o'clock, now bear in mind that I got the call from him around 5.30 in the evening. About 4 o'clock in the morning, which is almost 12 hours later, I got another phone call from the jail and it was a collect call and he called three times and couldn't get through every time he tried to call me from the payphone, it would hang up on him so he finally got to a desk and he got permission to use the phone and he called me he said get all the money you can and come to blah blah address and bail me out i'm in jail like what in the what he said i don't know why but I was pulled over for expired license tag, and then they said there was a bench warrant and child support and all this, but I, I don't understand it, but let's just get me home and get me out of jail. I am starving. And he has hypoglycemia. So I have no idea how this works. I've never dealt with this before. It was all brand new for me. So I didn't have a whole lot of money, cash or otherwise, but I went to, had good credit at the time. Ended up going to three different bail bonds. Well, I went to the police department, which is where I was told to go. And they said, well, you have to bond him out. You need to go across the street over here, and they'll, they'll help. So I went across the street and walked in there, and there was a long line of people. And one guy finally put up a sign on the at his window or whatever, he said, um, our ATM machine is down or something like that. I forget what it was. 
and you know go go to next door. So he sent me somewhere else. So I went to the second place, and they had a similar problem. I don't remember what it was. And this guy said, you need to go, just get in your car and drive. Here's the address. This woman's not on our grid. She won't have this problem. And I said, well, do I have to get in the car? He said, well, you don't want to walk down that alley. I said, oh, I don't care about walking down the alley. He said, trust me, you don't want to walk down that alley. Well, I didn't see, I looked, I didn't see, I didn't see anything wrong with the alley. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see a lot of light, but I didn't see anybody either. And I ended up walking down this alley, which was like half a block, crossed one street, and I went into this bail bonds office. You know, everything was all locked down. You had to ring the bell and get brought in. Tiny little woman asked me, where did you park? I said, oh, I'm parked over on X Street, whatever. She said, how did you get here? I said, I walked. She said, girl, you don't ever walk down that alley at night by yourself. I said, why? She said, unless you've got an army of angels around you, you can't make it down there. You would be accosted and raped and mugged. I said, there was nobody down that street at all. So when she got with me, we actually drove to the police department because she wasn't going to walk down there. And we talked to the police and he said, no, nobody walks down that street ever. I'm like, well, I did. She said, you will not walk down it with me. I will take you to your car. So in long story short, I ended up bailing him out. And, you know, he was exonerated. It was a paper glitch that caused the issue. Because the story was, he was behind on his child support from like two or three years earlier. And it had just never been erased from the books. So it caught up with him. And um, after that woman and I had a long conversation about angels and such, that was when I realized, even though I'm kind of ignorant, at the time I was very ignorant, they are still there and they will protect me. And so I'm always in communication with them. Um, I do like to, you know, I have essential oils that I anoint myself with occasionally, not every day. Because sometimes, I, 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 you know, what is it Papa used to say? Enough is enough and this is too much. You can actually inundate the angels by going, help me, protect me. Uh, what I do is I just invoke them from time to time. And I say, hey, I know you're here. I see signs of, from them and about them all the time. And have you ever gone to buy a crystal, Dion? Like a, a gemstone? Uh, so many, so so many, many, many times. I love crystals, yes. So when when you buy them, do you go in there saying, okay, I'm going to buy a piece of chrysocolla today? Or do you go and say, speak to me, stones, tell me which one I need? The latter part. Mm-hmm. That's that's angels. Because the angels work through these crystals. The frequency is, is telling you what you need. And now there have been times, oh, I was one time getting an acupuncture treatment for a health issue, and um, while I was on the table, I had a vision, an image, I guess, 
of I was standing in a store buying an amethyst necklace. And it was as clear as day. Somebody was telling me to buy an amethyst necklace. Now, I have an amethyst. I have a lot of amethyst stones in my house. I have uh, at least one amethyst bracelet that I wear constantly. And I tried to talk myself out of the amethyst necklace because I had all these other stones. And the voice in my head said, no, you need an amethyst necklace. So I went to one of my favorite shops and I told the woman I needed an amethyst necklace. I had like $20 in my pocket. And she started showing me all these $7,520, necklaces. And I said, oh, um, no. That's, and they really weren't speaking to me. Um, I said, well, let me just browse around a little bit. She said, well, these are all the amethyst necklaces we have. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to browse a little bit, and then I may come back later and get that. I said, I don't have the money for it right now. And so I walked to the other side of the store away from her, and there was this beautiful little um, silver chain with uh, the tree of life on it. And I thought, oh, that's just really pretty. And I picked it up and turned it over, and the back was all amethyst. It was like cut out, so the amethyst Mm. would show through the leaves of the tree. It was $15. I bought that. Love that. It was a cheaper because you got the tree of life, too. Yes. And... Amethyst was my mother's birthstone, and I really believe that that was my mother suggesting that I needed an amethyst necklace. I don't wear it every single day, but I do wear it frequently. If I leave my house, almost always I take some kind of gemstone, whether it's a bracelet, a necklace, or just put one in my pocket. Sometimes I'll go to where I've got my gem. I have my stones on uh, a windowsill, so they're always being recharged. And because a long time ago, I would, you know, I'd gather them up and I'd go recharge them. Well, these are facing the east sun every morning, um, so they're getting the morning sun. And usually, the moon rises in the east where I live, and so they're getting the moon shine on them as well. So. I just leave most of them on my windowsill. And if I have a a special event to go to or whatever, I will go and I'll just hover over them and say, okay, who wants to come play with me today? But something else I've learned that I think is really powerful. As a light worker, I can recharge any stone I want at any time just by holding it in my hand and telling it that I love it. And that's more than enough to recharge and cleanse a stone that you've got. And the angels have just constantly told me, you know, how wonderful I am. And I keep saying, but I'm not supposed to think like that. And they say, well, we think of you like that. So why don't we, why don't you? I'm like, well, I was taught not to be full of ego. And they say that if it's true, it's not ego. It's how you act on it that makes it ego. 
Wow. Wow. What was the what was the one thing that you wanted me you you were speaking and I my ADHD cut you off when we were doing the magic uh, or the manifesting you said and don't forget to finish with this gratitude gratitude you can you can actually start with gratitude you can say thank you Gus for the successful, fun road trip Kathleen and I have where I easily afford to pick up my possessions with grace. Mm. It's got to be in the present. I love that. And you could even say, thank you. I'm having such a fun, successful, affordable, grace Filled road trip with Kathleen and top it off with picking up my possessions. You know, that, as That's, long as it's in present tense and all positive language. She called me. You just said that and she was calling me twice when you, when you, you called in, you called her in. Nice. Well, that's how fast, that's how fast you're, your 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 power is and how clean and clear that was. Thank you so much for everything, Mary. Thank you. Are you. So, you are so welcome. I'm happy to help. It's what I do. I, I have finally found my purpose in life and I love being able to affect this kind of change. Um, the show is actually ready. It, it, we're actually in overtime. So I'm going to say goodbye Tell love Kathleen. You. She, Thank you. Tell, I was going to say tell Kathleen. I don't know her yet, but I love her. And I'm sending you both so much love and fun. You're going to have a great time on this trip. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Love you, Dion. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday show with Mary Brotherton. Come back every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for more guidance on creating your ideal life. If you have questions about manifesting your happiness, email manifestmondayshow at gmail.com and Mary will respond on a future episode. Remember, friends, the fastest way to manifest your dreams is to speak them into existence in positive present terms. And to always remain grateful. See you next time.